Bhagavatam Canto 1, Chapter 2, Text Number 26 Mumukshava Ghora Rupan Hitva Bhutapati Natha Narayana Kala Shanta Bhajanti Anasuyava Mumukshava Ghora Rupan Hitva Bhutapati Natha Narayana Kala Shanta Bhajanti Anasuyava Mumukshava Ghora Rupan Hitva Bhutapati Natha Narayana Kala Shanta Bhajanti Anasuyava Mumukshava Ghora Rupa Bhutapati Natha Narayana Kala Shanta Bhajanti Anasuyava Mumukshava Persons desiring liberation <coughs> Ghora Horrible Ghastly Rupan forms like that. <coughs> Hitva rejecting. Bhutapati demigods. Ata for this reason. <coughs> Narayana the personality of Godhead. Kalaha Plenary portions. Shanta. <coughs> All blissful. Bhajanti. Do worship. He. Certainly. Anasuyava. Non-envious. Translation. 
those who are serious about deliberation are certainly non-envious and they respect all, yet they reject the horrible and ghastly forms of the demigods and worship only the all-blissful forms of Lord Vishnu and his plenary portions. <clears throat> Please repeat. Those who are serious about liberation certainly non-envious and they respect all. Yet they reject the horrible and ghastly forms <clears throat> of the demigods and worship only the all-blissful forms of Lord Vishnu. And his plenary portions. Report. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, who is the original person of the Vishnu category, expands himself in two different categories, namely integrated plenary portions and separated parts and parcels. <clears throat> so here in this verse, what we are learning that if you want to become a devotee, what you should do? What you should not do? You should give up worshipping the demigods. That's one thing that's mentioned. There are several other important points, but uh, that is one of the main features of this verse. <clears throat> that you give up the demigod worship. Specifically, Gora Rupan, that means the ghastly forms, are completely rejected. So, I will discuss all these points, but there is a nice purport given by Prabhupada. <coughs> so, let us study the purport first. The separated parts and parcels are the survivors and the integrated plenary portions of Vishnu Tattva are the worshipful objects of service. So there is the survivor and there is the person who who has to be served. So <clears throat> we are to be served or we are the survivor. We are the Are we survivor or we are to be served? What is our position? Huh? Survivor? Survivor means servant, basically. So we are the servants. We are the part and parcel of Krishna, but we are servants. We are not the Vishnu Tattva category. <clears throat> all demigods who are empowered by the Supreme Lord are also separated parts and parcels. All the demigods are also separated parts, just like us. We are separated and they are, they are not also Vishnu Tattva. They do not belong to the category of Vishnu Tattva. The Vishnu Tattva are living beings equally as powerful as the original form of personality of Godhead. Who is the original form of personality of Godhead? Who is the Supreme Person? Krishna. So, all the Vishnus, they are 
as powerful as Krishna. But we are not. Because we are not Vishnu, we are not Krishna, we are just the survivor or the servant. <clears throat> and they display different categories of power in consideration of different time and circumstance. So according to time circumstance, all the different Vishnu forms that Lord Krishna takes, different Vishnus, they exhibit different uh, percentage of power according to circum. The separated part and parcel are powerful by only limitation. The demigods and us, the jivas, we are uh, powerful but very limited, not very much powerful, just limited. They do not have unlimited power like Vishnu Tattva. Therefore, one should never classify the Vishnu Tattva or the plenary portion of Narayan, personality of Godhead, in the same category with the part and parcels. So, this is an important point. If anyone does so, he becomes at once an offender by the name Pashandi. In the age of Kali, many foolish persons commit such unlawful offenses <clears throat> and equalize the two categories. So you understand the two categories, different categories. One is the Vishnu category, another is the Jiva category. So demigods, are they Vishnu category or Jiva? Jiva. So if somebody says, no, demigods are also Vishnu category, immediately he becomes Pashandi. That means a severe kind of offender. Uh, anyway, Pashandi is a, is a heavy word. The separated parts and parcels have different positions in the estimation of material powers. And some of them are like Kala, uh, Kala Bhairav, Smashana Bhairav, Shani, Mahakali and Chandika. These are the descriptions of Kala Bhairav, Smashan, Mahakali, Chandika. All these are different forms, material forms of the different demigods. These demigods are worshipped mostly by those who are in the lowest category of the mode of darkness or ignorance. Those who are ignorant people, who do they worship? Uh, Maha, Kali, Chandika, Kal Bhairav, Smashan Bhairav, etc. So uh, these are the different forms that the ignorant people those who are the lowest of the ignorant, they worship. Other demigods like Brahma, Shiva, Surya, Ganesh and many similar deities are worshipped by men in the mode of passion. Then there are people who are in the mode of passion. Who do they worship? Surya, Chandra, Brahma, Shiva, Ganesh, etc. Urged on by the desire for material enjoyment. Why do they worship these different demigods? Because they have a desire for material enjoyment. <clears throat> but those who are actually situated in a mode of goodness, sattva gun, of material nature, worship only Vishnu Tattva. Vishnu Tattva are separated by various names and forms such as Narayan, Damodar, Vaman, Govinda and Adokshaja. So these are Vishnu Tattva. They are worshipped by more of goodness people. 
So Prabhupada is describing in this paragraph three different kinds of people. The lowest of the ignorant people, who do they worship? Kali, Kali, Bhaja, Kali, uh, uh, Mahakali, and Chandika, and uh, uh, Kalbhaira, etc. The qualified Brahmanas, they worship the Vishnu Tattvas uh, represented by Shaligram Shila. Brahmanas, they worship Shaligram. And some of the higher caste like Kshatriya and Vaishya also generally worship the Vishnu Tattva. Vaishya and Kshatriya, they worship Vishnu. Highly qualified Brahmanas situated in mode of goodness have no grudges against the mode of worship of others. Somebody is worshipping Mahakali or Chandika or some other uh, ignorant people are worshipping somebody. Then the person who is very highly qualified Brahman, he is not going to have a grudge. What is the meaning of grudge? Grudge means? Huh? Hatred? Not hatred, but uh, similar. Uh, I have a grudge on you. That means I don't like you? What is it grudge means? You can find the dictionary meaning. Huh? Unforgiving. Unforgiving. Not forgiving. Okay. So, they cannot forgive. Uh, that means they have a grudge. So, if somebody is worshipping some demigod or some lower uh, creatures, etc. <clears throat> then, as a devotee, you don't have grudge. That means you forgive him. You are... You don't mind. Let him do whatever he wants to do. So that is the meaning here. They have all respect for other demigods even though they may look ghastly. So you respect the demigods even though they look horrible. You don't worship them but you respect them. Even though they look ghastly like Karl Bhairav and Mahakali. They know very well that these horrible features of the Supreme Lord are all different servitors of the Lord <coughs> under different conditions. Yet they reject the worship of both horrible and attractive features of the demigod. Does it matter if the demigod is very attractive or he looks horrible? But the devotee is not interested interested in worshipping. And they concentrate only on the forms of Vishnu because they are serious about liberation from the material conditions. So this is the, the main uh, point. That if you are serious <coughs> about liberation then you're going to avoid the worship of demigods. The demigods even to the stage of Brahma, the supreme of all demigods, cannot offer liberation to anyone. Ranakashipu underwent severe type of penance to become eternal in life, but his worshipful deity Brahma could not satisfy him 
by such blessings. <clears throat> Therefore, Vishnu and none else is called Mukti Pada or the personality of Godhead who can bestow upon us Mukti liberation. The demigods being like other living entities in the material world are all liquidated at the time of the annihilation of the material structure. So liquidation means they are finished. The demigods are not immortal. They have death also, just like us. They have long life, yes, but they have to die, liquidated. <clears throat> so therefore, we are not interested in worshipping the demigods. They are themselves unable to get liberation. What to speak of giving liberation to their, their devotees? The demigods can award the worshippers some temporary benefit only and not the ultimate benefit. <clears throat> it is for this reason only that candidates for liberation deliberately reject the worship of demigods although they have no disrespect for any of them. So you have to uh, see the difference here. The important points that you find, you can uh, note it down either in a notebook or in your mind memory bank. And then at the end of the class, you can present your point of view, what you think about what Prabhupada is talking about, what Bhagavatam is talking about <clears throat> in this verse. So now we will discuss this uh, whole verse. Om Agyanta Miranda Sriyananjana Takshurun Tasme Shri Guvenama So, here, Mumukshavo Ghura Rupan Hitva Bhuta Patinata Narayana Kalashanta Bhajantiyana Suyava the point here is how you get ultimate freedom. Everybody like to have freedom. Some people, they like to have freedom from paying bills. I don't like to pay bills, so I want to be free from paying. Every day I get up and I get some bill in the mail. I don't like that. I want to be free. Somebody <clears throat> wants to be free from enemies. Someone wants to be free from the disease, deadly disease. There are so many diseases. People are harassed by these uh, different kind of diseases. And the person who is suffering, the only desire he has is that how I can become free. If I can only get a kidney from somebody, I can be free. I, I can enjoy again. If I can only get a liver transplant from somebody... I can get a new liver. Again, I can enjoy. That is his only desire because he's suffering a lot. All these people, there are hundreds and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in the hospitals and nursing homes, etc. They're suffering. They want to be free from this disease. So all the all people in different ways they want to have freedom. But what is the discussion here? Mukshavo. The most intelligent person, he wants to be free forever, freedom from everything. 
from all bondages, from all the things that bind him into this suffering cycle of birth and death. <clears throat> that is his desire. So what is his approach or what is his qualification, what he should do in order to achieve mumukshu. Mumukshu means desiring for liberation. If you are a devotee and you want to, you have a desire to become liberated, that form, then what you should do is the first thing you have to give up, hitva. Hitva means give up. Bhutapati, give up the demigod worship. Specifically, the ghora rupan, the horrible looking forms of the demigods. So, there are discussed here, horrible looking. If you go to Calcutta, there is a no, Kali temple. <clears throat> the Kali's form is also Mahakali. Prabhupada was born in Calcutta, so he mentions in this purport Mahakali. It's a very popular temple and they offer goats. I think they offer goats or something uh, to Mahakali. Prabhupada has said so many things about it. But uh, people... There are hundreds and thousands, probably millions of people. They worship this uh, Mahakali or the Ghora Rupa. Ghora Rupa means ghastly, horrible form uh, of a demigod. And uh, this worship is recommended for people who are totally uh, in ignorant. mentality, ignorance. Just like animals. They don't have too much intelligence at all. So, they go and worship these Gorupan or the ghastly forms. Some people I know in India, they go on a specific day, Amavasya, the dark moon night, they go to crematorium and they take a skull and they worship, uh, they do their worship uh, uh, of, a, of a particular ghastly form that Prabhupada is mentioning here. What is the form he mentions? Anybody remembers? The uh, uh, form Kala Bhairav and Smashan Bhairav. Smashan means crematorium. So when somebody goes in the Smashan crematorium and is doing this kind of uh, dark worship, black magic kind of thing. So what Krishna has to say about this? Because there are a lot of people, even you can find some people worshipping, devil worshippers, or somebody worshipping ghosts and hobgoblins, etc., so in fourteen eight Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna is saying, Tamas tu agyana jam vidhi mohanam sarvadehi nam. Ramad alasya nidra bhi tan nibo nanti bharata. Tama, ignorance. Those who are in ignorance, they like to worship uh, these ignorant forms or the ghastly forms. Why? Because they are in delusion. They are in 
madness, pramada. They are extremely mad. Out of madness and delusion and indolence. Indolence. Indolence means laziness. They are lazy, they are mad, and nidrabi, and they are always feeling sleepy. So, if you feel sleepy, be careful, because you don't want to go in darkness. <clears throat> Avoid the sleepiness. Prabhupada was very much against sleep. He didn't like the body sleeping too much. He said, just sleep as much as required, but not more. Uh, he was very particular about that. And Prabhupada, he never slept. Like Arjuna is Gudakesha. Arjuna, he never slept. Even when he is in the bed and you think he is sleeping, he is actually chanting Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. So, the great pure devotees, they don't sleep. They Even in their sleep, they are with Krishna. So, uh, that's a spiritual platform. But here is the description Lord Krishna is giving of the people in a mode of ignorance. They are lazy, mad, uh, and uh, sleepy, and deluded. And they worship this Ghora Rupan. And they are bound up because of that life after life. So what is the result of worshipping this ghastly forms of demigods? You are bound up more. You don't get any advantage. I don't even know why they worship the devil and ghost, etc. But some people do anyway. So, as like you know, you find some people in India, they, they say we worship Ravan. So what result you get if you worship Ravan? You also become, get some qualities of Ravan, you become a demon. Demoniac personality. Not a very good idea. So someone says, I worship Lord Ram and Ravan both. I'm equal. Equal to both. So what does that mean? What, is, what result he's going to get? He's confused. He doesn't know what's the right thing to do. At least focus on one. If you want to become a demon, then just focus on Ravan. And uh, if you want to become a devotee, then you worship Lord Ram. Then you get divine qualities. You be, you get the qualities of Lord. Whoever you worship, you're going to get his qualities. You're going to become like him. So you get transcendental qualities by worshipping uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna. But uh, Ravan himself, you know who he was worshipping. He was worshipping Lord Shiva. And what was the result? He, he got many powerful boons, but at the end he was killed. Even though he became so powerful, Lord Shiva empowered him with so many material opulences, etc. But everything was destroyed. His property, his uh, uh, people, his brothers, his family members, uh, and himself. Everything was gone. He was finished. He was killed. So what is the advantage of the getting the benediction or blessing boon from the demigod, even as powerful as Lord Shiva? Because he is the most powerful demigod in the material world. And yet, Ravan, he didn't get any, the end result was zero. 
So similarly, Hiranyakashipu, who he was worshipping, Hiranyakashipu, Lord Brahma. And he also got very powerful boons. He almost thought that now he was, he was like immortal or something. But uh, he was killed by Lord Krishna, took the form of Lord Narasimhadev and killed Hiranyakashipu. And Lord Brahma's all these powerful boons didn't do him any good at all. The result was zero. Then there's example of Basmasura. Basmasura also became very powerful demon by getting the boon. He tricked Lord Shiva and he got a boon from Lord Shiva. And he wanted to kill Shiva. But in the end, Lord Vishnu killed this demon, Basmasura. So, uh, that is, even though he got the boon from Lord Shiva, it did him no good whatsoever. Hiranyaksha, another great demon, he was, who he was killed by? Hiranyaksha. By Varaha. Uh, when Lord Krishna took the form of Varaha and killed this powerful demon, Hiranyaksha, he also had gotten very powerful Boons from demigod, no, no advantage whatsoever. Who is the other uh, example like that? Banasura in uh, Bhagavatam. These are all Bhagavatam examples. Banasura was a great devotee of Lord Shiva. He got so many powerful boons from Lord Shiva also. But when there was the battle between the two armies and Banasura was fighting with Krishna and Krishna's army, he was defeated by Krishna and his army, right? So, all the Shiva's boons did nothing good to him. Ultimately, he was defeated. And the great demon Kamsa, he got very, very extremely powerful by the boons of Lord Shiva also. So all these great demons, they're getting, they're becoming very powerful. But it is a material power. And that does not do any good to them. And Kamsa was also killed by Lord Krishna. Krishna killed so many powerful demons. Like even as a small child, as a little baby, he killed Putna. Then Shakatasura, Trinavarta, Bakasura, Gasur. And uh, uh, Keshi, Aristasur, so many powerful demons Krishna killed as a small boy. He lifted Govardhan Hill and protected his devotees. And he defeated Indra, the head of all the demigods, so powerful Indra. But he couldn't do anything. He was defeated very soundly, even without fighting. Krishna defeated him. So, we see... That these demigods and their worshippers, if you decide to worship a demigod and you get the greatest powerful boon, benediction, blessing from the demigod, is it going to help you? Well, from this examples, we see that it is not going to help you whatsoever. <clears throat> and Krishna says why it's not going to help you in 7th chapter text number 23 Bhagavad Gita Krishna says Antavattu 
फलम तेषाम तत्वत्यल्पमेत साम देवान देव यजो यांती मद भक्ता यांती माम अपि अंतवंती दैट इफ यू वर्शिप द डेमी गार्ड एनी डेमी गार्ड सूर्य चंद्र वरुण अग्नि वायु इंद्र ब्रह्मा शिव एनीबडी यू कैन पिक अप यू वर्शिप हिम वेरी नाइसली बट द रिजल्ट यू गेट इज सो स्मॉल इज गो लास्ट यू फॉर अ वेरी लिटल वाइल एंड अगेन यू आर इन द सेम पोजिशन अगेन यू वॉन्ट टू बैग टू समबडी अगेन यू आर अ पुअर मैन सो कृष्ण सेज दोज हुशिप दिस कैन आर डेमी गार्ड्स दे आर अल्पमेद साम दे आर ऑफ लिटल और स्मॉल इंटेलिजेंस दे डोंट हैव टू मच ब्रेन पावर दैट्स वाई दे आर नॉट एबल टू अंडरस्टैंड हु टू वर्शिप बिकॉज दे आर लेस इंटेलिजेंट अल्पमेद साम दैट इज वॉट क्रिश्नस सेंग इन भगवदगीता बट मत भक्ता माई डिवोट इज दे आर वेरी इंटेलिजेंट and by worshiping me what do they get they get permanent result they come to me back to godhead and they enjoy ever after they they become eternal they become immortal so this is the difference krishna is saying here and in skanda purana it said vasudeva parityajya yo anya dev upaste so matram parityajya स्वपश्चिम वंदते सह वासुदेव परित्यज्य इफ यू गिव अप द वर्शिप ऑफ कृष्ण वासुदेव अन्य देव एंड देन यू स्टार्ट वर्शिपिंग डेमी गार्ड यू से ओके आई ट्राइड वर्शिपिंग कृष्ण आई डोंट थिंक इट्स अ गुड आइडिया नाउ आई वॉन्ट टू वर्शिप द डेमी गार्ड देन वॉट यू आर डूइंग स्वमातरम परित्यज्य यू आर गिविंग अप योर ओन मदर and you are now worshiping the witch so if you worship a witch she is going she's not going to do any favor to you you going to be in trouble lot of trouble swapachi vandate saha so your destination will be very dark so that is kanda puran says sansare swin mahagore janma mrityu samakule pujanam vasudevasya tarakam vadi vismritam this samsara is mahagora this material world is extremely dark and ignorant place full of ignorant people and full of uh, miseries janma mrutyu jara vyadi so many problems people come here in the hope of enjoying in this material world but what they get is samsara they get nothing but trouble because it is mahagora it is full of troubles so then what is the solution pujanam vasudevasya that all the mahajans all the great personalities the guru parampara all the great spiritual masters everybody with one voice are declaring pujanam vasudeva worship vasudev don't do anything else only worship krishna if you are in this samsara if you have come to this material world and you have human form of life what you should do give up all other ideas and worship krishna worship vasudev that is the 
a conclusion from Skanda Purana. But a uh, lot of people, they don't like this idea. <clears throat> Just recently, I think a week ago or something, in White House, there was a press conference going on. And the Prime Minister of one country is sitting there, and the President of America is sitting on another chair, and they are answering the questions by the press, journalist people. So, the camera is moving, and the camera focused on this Prime Minister of another country. And he has a, a small uh, kind of beads in his hand, and he's trying to throw a spell magical spell on the President of America. So he has made his wife as his guru, and his his wife is the specialist in his country who worships and controls some ghost. She claims that I am controlling this ghost, and I can, uh, you know, whatever magic she wants to do. So actually what happens is, she is not controlling the ghost, but those ghosts are controlling her. And this kind of black magic things, obviously it didn't work even on the president of America. So it, there was a big discussion about this thing. So I saw this video and I thought that even somebody reaches the position of prime minister, but he doesn't understand that who should be, be worshipped. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Ishwara Paramakrishna Satchidananda Vigraha. If you want the benefit, if you want good for you yourself, then who should you worship? Krishna. And don't think about anybody else. Uh, Bhagavad Gita 9.25, Lord Krishna says, Yanti Devrata Devan, Pitri Yanti Pitri Vrata, Bhutani Yanti Bhuteja, Yanti Madhya Jinopi Maam, Deva Vrata, those who worship the Deva, the demigods, they go to the planets of the demigods. Those who worship the Pitri, the forefathers, they go to the planet of forefathers. Those who worship the ghost and hobgoblins, they go with them. And they suffer a lot because ghost and hobgoblins, it's a life of suffering. There's a lot of suffering in that kind of situation. So they go and they also ghost worshippers, they also become ghost. And Matyaji Nope Mam, those who worship me, Krishna says, they come to me back to Godhead Golokdam and enjoy with me eternally. They get their Satchidananda Vigraha form and they are happy. So real happiness formula Krishna is giving and all the, in Bhagavatam, in number of places, it is said, this same fact. Also in Garuda Puran, it says, Kalau Bhagavatam nama durlabham naivalabhyate, Brahma Rudrapada Utkrishtam Guruna Kathitam Mama. In Kali Yuga, what you should do? Become a Bhagavat, become a pure devotee. So in order to become the pure devotee, what you should, you should find a, a great pure devotee and follow in his footsteps or surrender to become his disciple. Become a disciple of a great pure devotee and you yourself become a very good devotee, pure devotee. Then 
Brahma Rudra Padodkrishta, you become even higher than the Brahma and Shiva. Your position becomes high. A pure devotee is higher than even Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva. They are the most powerful people in the material world. But you are even higher than them. So, therefore, all the gurus, all the Mahajans, everybody, all the authorities are saying that if you want to do anything in this material world, just do one thing, become a pure devotee by becoming a disciple of a great pure devotee. That is from Garud Puran. Avashanapiyan namni kirtate sarvapatakai pumavi muchate sadhya simhatraste mriga eva. Avashan, even if you uh, are uh, totally, you have no desire. Nama kirtana, you don't want to do any nam uh, chanting Hare Krishna, no, I don't want to do it. Kirtan, no, I don't want to do it. But still, Avashan, by mistake, if you take part in Kirtan, Harinam Sankirtan, you know when devotees go out in the Harinam Sankirtan, in the park or in a public place, and some people, they have no idea what's going on, right? But they are sitting there and some people, they start dancing with the devotees, and then they slowly, slowly, they are chanting, they are hearing the holy name. So this Garud Puran is saying that these kind of people who had no idea whatsoever, but they just, you know, happened to be there and they chanted the holy name, so they heard the Kirtan. Sarva Papa Vimukti Sarva Patakai. They immediately become free from all sinful reactions. Just like when the lion comes in the jungle, all the animals, they run for their lives. They don't want to be near the lion. Similarly, in front of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, Kirtan, holy name, all the sins, they cannot stand there. They run away from your heart. And your heart becomes very clean and pure. You instantly become a pure devotee. If you take part in the Harinam Sankirtan. So this is the glory of the holy name. So as long as you are absorbed in the holy name, you are a pure devotee. As soon as you give up the holy name, again, you are in the material world. So therefore, it's recommended, Kirtaniya Sada Hari, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, always chant Hare Krishna. So, uh, it says that Gajendra, in Gajendra Moksha 8, 8th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, the great elephant, he was in big trouble. What was his trouble? The elephant was caught by a crocodile, right? And the crocodile was sucking the blood. So, <clears throat> the elephant became very weak and he understood that now there's no way he's going to uh, die. He's going to... So he finally prayed to the Supreme Lord and he... Even in the elephant body, when he prayed and he offered a lotus, then immediately Lord Vishnu came and delivered him, liberated him from this cycle of birth and death. So, if a dumb elephant, he can get liberation, what to speak of human being? 
if you take shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord and you call upon the Lord or Sahaya helplessly, my dear Lord, I really need you. I have tried everything and nothing has worked. I only take shelter of your lotus feet and I only chant Hare Krishna, nothing else. Then immediately you get the help from the Supreme Lord. Because you are in the human form of life. Even the animals and, you know, there are so many examples of birds and animals. They are getting liberated by the holy name. So if you take shelter of the holy name, how much benefit you can get? So that is also recommended in our great books in Garud Puran. This is the reference. So Bhagavatam and the different Puranas, they are giving us the glories of the holy name, the Nam Sankirtan Yajna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is teaching us, Prabhupada is teaching us how to perform Hari Nam Sankirtan, how to chant Hare Krishna, how to study Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, take full advantage in the human form of life and how to become a pure devotee. For that, just avoid the worship of the demigods. Don't worship demigods. You can respect them all. No problem. But demigod worship is not recommended for the devotee who wants to go back to Godhead with Krishna. So I will end here. If you have any uh, anything that you would like to contribute because uh, it will be good uh, if the Prabhus can you know, give their contribution towards Today's discussion, you can say something or ask loudly or you can come close. Respect everyone. Don't have any ill feeling and grudge. Okay. Just practice devotion service, become a nice devotee and respect everyone and don't have grudge to anyone. And don't worship the demigods. Yes, Prabhu, you have anything to say? That's a very good point. So, the idea here is that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says the same thing. Become a humble devotee. Humble servant of the Guru, spiritual master. Humble servant of the devotees, Rinadapi. Tarodapi said, become very tolerant. Amanena, don't expect any respect from anybody. Manadena, and respect everyone. Doesn't matter. Even anyone, any living entity, respect him. Because he is a spirit soul, he is a part and parcel of Krishna. Especially demigods, they are very high class people. They are empowered by Krishna to do material things. They have departments. They are doing important duties. So you can respect them, respect their work. But don't worship them. Worship only Krishna. Kirtaniya Sadahari. And always chant Hare Krishna. That is the recommendation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Yes, Prabhu. There is a demon named Salva that worshipped. Huh? I think he worshipped Lord Shiva. Salva? Who is worshipping? Lord Shiva, Salva. His name was Salva. He he lived off of sand for one year, and then he got a benediction of a of an airplane he was able to use to attack. Oh, Dwarka. Dwarka. 
Yes. So he attacked Dwarka and was throwing... What's his name? Salva. Salva. Oh, Salva. Yes, yes. Salva got the airplane. You are right. Okay. So how did he uh, live off of sand for one year? How he lived? I, I don't uh, understand very much. But uh, as far as I know, <coughs> Shalva was killed by Lord Krishna. Yes? Pradyumna. Uh, huh? Pradyumna. Oh, Pradyumna, yes. Pradyumna killed Shalva. So, uh, even though he got very powerful boon from Lord Shiva, as like we discussed, you know, I gave other examples also. So, all the demons, for some reason, they like to worship Lord Shiva. Some of them, they like to worship Lord Brahma. There are others also who, the Dacoits, they like to worship Durga or the Kali, etc. So, uh, these different people in different modes... <clears throat> if somebody is worshipping a demigod, Prabhupada says that he, he must, you, you must understand that he wants to, he has a very strong desire for material sense enjoyment. That's why he is worshipping a demigod. So, what can be done? But uh, the devotee, he is disinterested because he knows dukkha yonaya evate. It is nothing but dukkha. It's a cause of all the misery, the desire for material enjoy, material sense enjoyment. It's the desire of all my troubles and miseries in life. So if I simply can give up this desire to enjoy with my senses and simply engage my senses in serving Krishna, <coughs> serving the Guru, serving the devotees, then I can be happy ever after. I, I can find the real happiness. So real happiness formula is there for devotee. But if somebody is attracted to demigod like Shalva in this example, then uh, ultimately the end result will be zero. His death is killed by Krishna or by, uh, by somebody uh, from Krishna's side. So there are... So many examples in Bhagavatam and all over in our Vedic literatures. Everywhere we see the same pattern. Nobody has gained by demigod worship or, you know, worshipping the ghost and hobgoblins, worshipping the devil, uh, etc. Nobody is getting any benefit out of it. But uh, people do it anyway. So, uh, you respect them from a distance. Don't go very close to this ghastly uh, worshippers. Uh, you're not going to get anything out of them. Uh, if they are fixed up in their ghost worship or, you know, going to the crematorium, they are attached to it, then uh, don't go very close to them. Find somebody who can be interested in worshipping Krishna. Find a person who would like to find the final solution to life's problems and become happy ever after, get his Satchidananda Vigraha form back. You have to look for the genuine people who like to become devotee. But the you can say majority, most of the people, they are caught up either in the rat race, 
you just to pay the bills, they go work hard and they have no idea what's going on. And then other people, they are absorbed in their demigod worship or their demon worship or whatever different worships they are doing. So devotee is the only one who is the most intelligent person. He has made the right choice. Everybody else. It's just amazing. We can't even tell people that everybody else has made the wrong choice. But Bhagavatam is saying very clearly that the right choice is to worship and dedicate life to Krishna. All right? Thank you very much. Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Srila Prabhupada ki, that people wear gemstones uh, for certain planets on... People wear up. gemstones. Yeah. yeah devotee, even devotees do it. They wear gemstones to uh, appease certain planets. Like they'll wear a pearl on a certain finger. And, to do you know, what? Uh, to, to, you know, appease those planets because they're afflicted by those planets. So okay, if that, somebody is afflicted... Wait, so is that, Oh, you're repeating me, sorry. Huh? So is that practice recommended for devotees wearing gemstones if you have a, a bad planet in your chart? Prabhupada did not encourage this uh, gemstone wearing, uh, different gemstones to uh, nullify the bad effects of the planets. He did not encourage that uh, very much. He was not in favor of it. Uh, gems, gemstones, first of all, you pick up in any any shop and and pick up a gemstone and wear it, but that gemstone may be itself may be afflicted. It may be it may have stains. It's not a pure gemstone, so then it can produce opposite result for one thing. Then second thing is that that gemstone has to be uh, empowered by mantras, by a particular mantras that are you know, and you have to find a proper priest who can do it. So. It's very difficult nowadays to find a good priest, who, a Brahmana priest, who knows exactly the science of the, this gemstone, etc. So it's a challenge, big challenge. Uh, and uh, then the third thing is that it has limited power. Gemstones also, they, you know, they have very limited power. Compared to the power of the holy name, Compared to the power of the spiritual master's mercy, because Sarva Deva Mayo Guru, Guru has is the embodiment. He has all the demigods and all these uh, different planets and everything is inside his body. The, he, he is empowered by Krishna. He is a powerful personality. So if you have a bona fide, genuine spiritual master, and if if you get if you can make him happy instead of making the gemstone happy then you get more, uh, I mean, much more result and a permanent result. Uh, so that is the recommendation of our books also, uh, Lord Krishna. There's a very uh, a specific pastime. Who was the uh, king who was worshipping Syamantaka Jewel? Remember? Satyabhama's father. He was worshipping, right? This uh, uh, very big, gigantic, very nice, most expensive, most valuable jewel, Shyamantaka jewel. That is a, a red color, uh, Surya Mani. It's, it, it represents Surya Sun God. 
So it was throwing so much light that if you wear that gemstone, Shamantaka, then you light up like a spiritual personality. Those people who are not familiar, they would think you have come from the spiritual world or you're some great personality just because you're wearing it. It was so powerful. So this man was showing off this king or his son. Uh, they were uh, wearing that. And ultimately, he was killed because of that gemstone. And Krishna had to solve the whole puzzle and everything. So, Krishna had recommended to him that you should give, offer this gemstone to the, to the, uh, the Maharaja, the Emperor, Ugrasen, grandfather of Krishna. He should have it. Don't keep it with you. But but uh, the, that gemstone was giving him so much gold every day. So he got attached to it. He was getting so much gold every day, producing gold. So this, uh, I don't know if the, this kind of powerful gemstones are still existing or not. But uh, some of the gemstones like diamonds, they, they are very powerful and they have been used by different kings in India. But when it goes in somebody's hand in a wrong way, then that that same diamond is able to destroy the whole dynasty also. So uh, they can produce bad results also. So there's it's a, a risky thing. And uh, the safest thing is to take shelter of the gemstone of all gemstones, the spiritual master and Krishna. Krishna is considered as the Nilmani, Nilmadav. Nilmani means he is the sapphire gemstone. His, his, his complexion is like a blue sapphire. So he is so beautiful and he is so powerful that if you worship him, you get everything good and there is no, uh, nothing can go wrong. So therefore Prabhupada, he always emphasized that this principle, that you worship the Guru and you worship and make them happy. Then all uh, everything will be okay. Don't worry about it at all. The, your horoscope and your you know, afflicted planets and everything will go away. Just focus your mind in how I can make my guru happy. Focus your mind on how I can make Krishna happy. That's all. Alright? Yeah, because the gemstone is considered like a considered like a deity of that planet has the energy or... Yes, gemstones, they represent uh, certain aspects of the, uh, the, of the uh, different demigods like Surya, Chandra, Mangal, Shani, etc. Different planets are there. And the, those deities who are ruling those planets. So gemstones, they're supposed to represent, they're supposed to have some power if they are empowered in a particular way. There is a whole... Uh, it used to. It, it's a part of Vedas. There is a whole science of that, but uh, now it's a forgotten science. And most of the times, you, you know, it, it's a mixed result. Sometimes you may get some little good result or bad result. It doesn't. You know, nobody knows. So why to take a chance? Uh, instead, to, it's better to take the advice of Srila Prabhupada. Thank you. Srimad Bhagavatam ki. Yeah. Hare Krishna.